Welcome to the Sportizzle podcast, brought to you by Sportizzle.com, the free-to-register sports social community platform. Today's episode with me, your host Brian Steers, focuses on snooker, as we interview new WST Tour cardholder Ross Muir and world disability snooker player David Church. Hello, mate. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, you? You're in the car? Yeah, I've uh, just uh, just went out for a swim. Is, is the swim part your new fitness regime? Yeah, I normally do... Um... I normally do at least three a week. Uh, I sort of alternate now between three 5K runs and, and three swims a week. And, yeah, I think it's a, a fantastic thing to get yourself feeling good, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, but I, th- I think it also has benefits for snooker as well. I think it it has a lot to do with endurance, your mental uh, strength as well, um, you know, setting yourself little targets when you're, doing your fitness as well it can have um big benefits i think for self-belief and general well-being i think that's what it's all about good well-being is the foundation for for everything help your brain unwind absolutely yeah so first of all i think we say uh, congratulations on your tour card thank you um, take us through because obviously you were doing really well in the q school i think you were you're leading all the way up until the final so it looked like that was going to be one route back in onto the tour, but you went and smashed it in Malta. Take us through how that went. Oh, it was um, it was obviously fantastic. The win takes all the pressure off of knowing that I have to go to Q School. You know, I was sort of to, sort of half looking at Q School before I went to Malta, thinking if it doesn't go to plan, what do I need to do? But I, I did have a lot of belief before I before I went to Malta that I was going to be close because. I led the Q Tour the whole season, like you said, in, in Q School last year. I was pretty close. I was second on order of merit. I've done well in Scotland this year as well. I've won, I've won every event. So I had a lot of, a lot of things to give me confidence and belief going, going to Malta. And yeah, just generally being sharp. I think all the tournaments that I've played this year, if you include the Pro Tour and, and that as well, it's really all came together. And yeah, I think. You know, having that belief and, and that preparation for Malta gave me an edge. And I think during the group stages, when I was sort of getting used to how the tables played, how, you know, the atmosphere is, etc., I almost used the group stages as my learning process. When when I got through that, I felt like I had my edge there. I felt like I had just a little bit extra. So I went into the knockout stage full of confidence and I did actually play really well in all the games up until semi-final and final. I didn't play particularly good, but I think I played smart in, in the semi-final and final. I just, you know, sort of half-risky scenarios. I, I was avoiding them when I felt like, you know, the percentage wasn't quite there. And, yeah, that, that day I wasn't feeling particularly great as well. I, I was feeling pretty lacking in energy, I think bar playing snooker i never left my bed on that saturday um so yeah you know it just it all came together nicely and and obviously the end goal of of actually getting the tour card is fantastic it's it's been a long time away from not having a tour card although i have been playing the last couple of years on the pro tour i've not had a tour Mm. card so it's great to get my tour card and in return world ranking back It, it gives me another sort of ambition now to get my ranking as low as possible or as high as possible depending on which way you want to look at as as low (laughs) a number as possible and yeah it just it it opens up where I want to be you know that door's open now so 
I want to now set myself new tasks, new goals, um, and, and just keep pushing forward. I think this year I've been very consistent. It's It's been, yeah, it's been a very good season. I think overall, I wouldn't put it into being a brilliant season. Like there's, there's some things I don't feel I've done well, like my performances and actually the professional tournaments this year weren't as good as I wanted to. But I think overall, it was a good season. I think even on the pro events, I still won one or two games here and there. But in, in the amateur scene, fantastic. You know, I was deep end of everything. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I think overall, good season. And, um, yeah, you know, delighted to get my tour card back. Yeah. Is that upward trajectory? Do you think that helps being playing consistently all the time? Definitely, yeah. I think just having the sheer volume of tournaments that I had was fantastic for my development. I think if I had a full tour card the last couple of years, I don't think I would have developed quite as much because the pros or the tour card holders didn't have as many tournaments as myself. They maybe had sort of eight, nine, ten tournaments. I had 25, I'm sure I had overall this season. Mm. Um, So a massive difference. And it was best of both worlds having pro events and all the others to play in and I, I think that was a huge part of the development this season and I'm hearing good news that next season the the pro calendar is going to be back to a full calendar so that that's fantastic and you know well done to World Snooker and uh, WPBSA for uh, during tough times getting a full calendar back it's it's great and I, I can't wait to get started. Absolutely so, so what's up next what's the first one on the tour? I believe it's Championship League, um, the end of June and start of July, depending on when you're drawn. So that's the first event. Before that, I've got the Scottish National Championship. So because technically at the moment I'm not, I've not got my tour card until June, so I can still play yeah, yeah. in some uh, amateur events. So I want to, I want to win the Scottish National Championship. That's my final goal for this season, and and um, yeah, that that's something I set myself a task of doing at the start of the season was to win every event in Scotland. I've done that so far. So that's the one final box to tick for my goal for Scottish snooker for this season. Mm. And then I'm, I'm going to keep myself busy over May and, and early part of June. Uh, I've got some exhibitions lined up and I've got a few pro-ams. So I'm going to try and keep the momentum going that I've got, uh, that I've got just now. I'm going to try and keep, you know, keep strong, keep sharp, and and hopefully start off to a flyer on the pro tour. That's that's the plan. Excellent. Yeah. After watching your your performance against, uh, I think it's probably one of the highest profile ones that in a little while is against Ronnie. Put a really good performance in and a really solid. And it was a bit touch and go when he lost his call a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone was losing their cool. Me, Ronnie, the, the referee, the crowds. <laughs> I think you know, no, no one could keep up uh, with with what went on in that match. It was it was a bit, yeah, a bit mad. Just yeah, you couldn't make up what um what was going on. You know, when we thought, oh well, that's that start that that's that over. You know, it's the start of normality again. Something else would happen. Um, yeah. it's, it's definitely the craziest match that I've uh, ever been involved in. Over my 15 years, beyond any doubt, yeah, you know, it's a fantastic experience playing on the TV table um, against one of the, you know, the, the best players. It's it's where I want to be more often, and I've got a lot of things that I've highlighted from my performances over this season that I'm going to work on during the off season to try and close that gap a little bit 
and, and try and you know just be more in the deep end of pro events. I've highlighted a couple of things that I do need to work on. That's the goal for the off-season. I'm, I'm certainly going to be striving to improve and, and, and striving to become an even stronger player. You know, I'm, I'm proud of my achievements this season, but I know it has to be even better. So, for example, in the World Championships, I learned quite a bit from that. I, I think I, I didn't prepare well for the World Championships in the sense that by the time the second round came about, I feel like I'd already put all my sharpness, all my preparation into that first game. And that that's that was a huge lesson, you know. Obviously, I want to do well in world championships, and I I feel like by the time the second round went, you know, I maybe over practiced a bit in between mm. games. It was a big lesson, and I think because I haven't had best of nineteen tournament to play in for quite a few years now, I'd maybe forgot about that before because I, I used to do. I think years ago when it was best of nineteens, I used to do okay in the world championships. So. Big lesson and certainly one that I'm going to be putting into the force for, for next season and trying to grasp all the gold that I can uh, that I can get from, from these matches and, and hopefully start to become an even better player. Mm. What would be your favourite competition that would come up? Well, one that I'm really looking forward to is the, the Scottish Open. It's uh, going to be back in Meadowbank and only five minutes from my house. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I really can't wait for that one. And from, from what I'm hearing, we've got a lot of exciting tournaments returning and some new tournaments as well. So mm. I really can't wait to get back to playing in a full calendar. I think during the, the COVID era, we're going to call it, I think that was... Yeah, it, it was tough to be on the tour. I think, you know, the lack of tournaments, and understandably so, it, it was tough to get momentum. It was tough for players' development. So, you know, hopefully now we're through all of that and it's back to, to full strength, back to exciting times for being a professional snooker player. Mm, absolutely. So how do you think the, the support that you've got, and I'll give you the opportunity to name check your new sponsor, guys, how do you think their support has, has kind of enabled you to stay on this upward trajectory? Oh, it's it's absolutely massive. You know, the, my, my support from George Brown and Sons, obviously yourselves as well. You've helped me out as well. Public Janiel and the Snooker Shed. I, I always try like and and get people on board that really feel strongly about being part of the team. And you know that in return helps me. You know, just people that are really passionate about sport, passionate about snooker, passionate about you know the sort of process of professional sport. And mm. I think that alone is massive, you know, before going on to obviously the, the financial help that, that I get as well, just that alone is is huge. You know, just having someone there that understands the situations in professional sport, you know, the moments that you go through, the highs, the lows, it's, yeah, it's, it's just massive. And, you know, I, I appreciate all the support and, you know, I really feel like now I've got a good long-term team, you know, and, and, and that's that's a fantastic security feeling for, for myself. And I feel that alone gives an edge, you know, and, and, and that, yeah, I just I feel so grateful and, and appreciate all, all the support so much. What sort of character are you going to be on the tour? Are you a joker? Are you a, a quite a quiet guy? I'm, I'm very much an introverted person. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be complete opposite. I'm, I'm more of a Steve Davis rather than a, a joker. 
although Steve Davis has his own jokes, I actually find Steve quite funny. Uh, a lot of people very, find very him boring. Very deadpan, but, isn't he? Yeah, very <laughs> deadpan. I find it funny. So, you know, I'm very much like that. I, I'm, I'm very much there to do my job, I think, you know, rather than, you know, joke about and, and yeah, like, don't don't get too involved in that sense. You know, I, I, when I go to a tournament, you know, I'm, I'm away from my family. I'm, I'm away from my friends. I'm there to do a job. I'm there to do, to do well for, for everyone, you know, everyone on, on the team. So, I'm very much there to yeah do do the job, but you know I, obviously afterwards like to enjoy the highs, you know maybe the lows as well. I think I sort of enjoy it in a way. It, it, it gives me it gives me motivation to practice. It it just you know reminds me that the success doesn't come easy that you've always got to you've always got to work hard it's a such a fun journey being a snooker player there, there's so many <laughs> different scenarios that come up I seem to have been through quite a lot recently you know you named the Ronnie match for one I've been through quite a lot and over in Malta and the Europeans I had an episode of South Park playing as well you know I've never I've had, <laughs> on the big screen on the scoreboard I've just had some really bizarre situations come up recently but yeah, you know, it's um, it's good to be adaptable, I suppose. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly keeps the things unique. And um, is there anyone you're particularly friends with on the tour? Yeah, you know, all the all the Scottish guys, I get on, I get on really well with them. I go down a lot to Newcastle to practice with um, Gary Wilson and, and, and Elliot Slessor. So I get on really well with with all the guys. Yeah, you know, I, I think I get on reasonably well with most people on the tour. But mm. the sort of guys that I practice with probably a, a wee bit closer. Yeah, I think everybody we've spoken to, everybody has said, what a nice guy you are, including all the management of the WST. Got to ask this because obviously it's in the news and stuff, but what are your thoughts on the recent betting scandals um, and how do you think the sport can be cleaned up? I actually think it's a fantastic thing the sport's gone through that because, you know, if these guys were doing that, then they're caught. So, you know, a lot of people think it's maybe dark days for the for the sport. I think it's I think it's great days. You know, these people have been caught you know, if they are formally charged and, and suspended, then that's great. You know, it's, it mean, means the sport will become more cleaner, more more pure. And I think it's best for everyone, you know, best for the players, best for the sponsors, fans, you know, everyone involved in, in snooker. So I take it differently than a lot of people. You know, I read a lot of people saying dark days, bad times, you know, it's I, I don't see it that way. You know, these, these guys have, if they get found that that's what they've done, then I don't think that, you know, they deserve much of a spot in, in snooker. So, what, and I'm sure the the sentences, if, if that's what happens, will reflect that. So mm. I think overall, World Snooker and WPBSA has done a, done a great job finding these guys. And it, it gives a confidence that snooker is um, is pure. Yeah. Do you think that people might, if they've apologised and they've they've kind of paid their penance, do you think they should be allowed back on the tour? I think so, you know, and, and any punishments that are handed out, I'm sure, will reflect the severity of what's been done, etc. And, you know, once once that's been served, then yeah, you know, I I don't I don't see why not. I, I don't believe that, you know, the rape punishment won't be handed out. So whatever is deemed necessary then yeah you know once once that's been done if they choose to then yeah you know come back give it a try try and re-qualify for the tour uh but mm. the standard these days you know it's it's there's no guarantees you know as someone that was a great player you know you even take a few months out of the game it's it's tough to get your level back so you know it's um yeah it's again it's, a, it's another interesting 
thing, you know, to see what firstly comes of it. And then in a few years' time, do the players choose to come back? Mm. No, absolutely. I know you don't get your tour card till June, but do you feel different? Do you feel like you're already different being a professional snooker player than you are as an amateur? Yes and no. I think yes in the sense of it's something I've missed not having a world ranking. I think mm. that's something that, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a big thing. You know, at the end of the day, it's just a number, but it does feel quite big. You know, I've played in all the tournaments the same as all these other guys that had world rankings the last couple of years. But I think as a snooker player, you want a number to show you how you're doing, how you're performing. So mm. that's the number. So yeah, that, it feels different having having that. And it feels so much, yeah, I, I guess it's a bit of a relief, you know. It, it was touching on the third year of not having it. So to finally get it back puts that to bed. And, 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 and touching on the no side of it, there's no difference, you know. At the end of the day, I try hard on every shot, try hard on every opponent, every tournament. It's the same process, so it's definitely a, a bit of the both. <laughs> are you going to start putting in things like riders and have people like uh, to come there and support you, look after you? <laughs> no, not quite. I enjoy, enjoy doing all that myself. <laughs> uh, you got to graft a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Finally, good luck for the rest of the season. And yeah, we'll, we'll be right there behind you, supporting you all the way and promoting you as much as we can. Really appreciate that, Brian. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Ross. So hello, and we're delighted to have a guest with us, David Church. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, very well. How are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, really looking forward to this, especially with the, the big tournaments that are coming up soon. How are you feeling at the moment, and how is your form, and how, how are you playing? Yeah, playing all right. I made my highest break uh, about 10 days ago, one three one. Um, got WDDS this weekend in Woken, so yeah, playing well. Yeah, and is the snooker table that you bought recently, is that helping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be for the amount of money I spent on it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm putting the hour in, putting the work in, and hopefully it pays off. Yeah, did you get a lot of practice over the, the holiday period? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have uh, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and the birthday off. Yeah. After that, um, back to normal, yeah. Excellent. How do you feel your form? How do you think you can do? Yeah, I feel like I can beat anyone if I'm playing well. I just um, get in there and doing the business on the table, really. Playing well, believing in yourself, and then just let that take you through, really. Yeah. In terms of, of your your actual series that you, you play in, what sort of stuff you've got coming up? What's next? Hull in May. And then if you're in the top two of your classification group, you then play Chapman Champion in June. And then the new calendar comes out probably about then for the second half of the calendar year. Yeah. So, so do you prefer it to have tournaments where you have a little break in between, or would you prefer it to be one after the other, yeah, week after I, week? Yeah, I prefer like one every six week sort of thing. Yeah. But we got, I think we got about six or seven now, and there's a couple more to be added for the second half of the calendar year. Talk about Ireland and uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's exciting time to have a tour. Excellent. So do you think the tour has really grown since your win in 2017? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that half and then COVID came along and I think that stopped the rate of progression of how yeah. high and how many tournaments and the stand of the play. But um, after COVID, that's been very good considering. Yeah, get a bit of momentum behind the, the building. Yeah, because COVID stopped a lot of it. 
you know, a lot of ideas and um, the scale of the tour. And I think a lot of people would put off after the restriction had been lifted. Mm. I think a lot of people would put off to, you know, socialise and go to different places with a lot of people. Yeah. Do, do you think there's a lot more exposure so in social media and, and in normal press? Uh, yeah, I think there could be more. I think there could be more. But, um, yeah, we're doing all we can and the board are doing all they can. So mm-hmm. you can't ask for much more. Exactly. That's what it's all about, getting that exposure, isn't it? Getting it out there. But do you think it would help getting more and more? You mentioned that just reading through your website, you, the possibility of playing programs and stuff. Do you think that would help exposure if you if you got more opportunity to play against the more exposure hungry stars? Um, I played in the nine hundred in October and that was fantastic for mm-hmm. me and fantastic for the Hable Snooker player as well to sort of go up against really, really good player. Either you know, the tournament was held great by Nathan Farm and that was just that was brilliant. I mean I I played in the world amateur home. Well done, actually, in Malta. I played in the Paul Hunter Classic in 2017. Played in Gibraltar. You know, just playing as much as I can against anyone, any level. I don't, I don't care, really. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, do you think it would... Is is What's the hurdle uh, for, for getting more and more exposure? Is it exposure itself? Or is it money? Is it... Um, what sort of barriers are you up against? Me personally, or... Your no. sport generally, yeah. Uh... I don't really know. I mean, you know, travelling, you know, if you're travelling in the car, you've then got petrol, your hotel, entry fee, uh, food and whatnot. So that, that all add up. But I think if you love the game and you know you're good enough to win the tournament, hmm. then you'll find a way most of the time. But I'm in a privileged position where I've got a sponsor. So the financial backing from them helps me a lot to take the worry off, oh, I need money for the hotel, I need money for this. But just take that out of play so I can just concentrate on playing snooker. So your sponsor is? Pabriol Jenny out in Spain. Home on a show, Perry, Matt Davis. And I believe Ross Moore is now being sponsored by them too. Yeah, giving a bit of a plug. I read that your nickname is Delboy, on your, on your tour, yeah. who, who who are the characters? Who do you most like playing against? Uh, Will Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, Scottish guy, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Um, Peter Hull, very good friend of mine. Um, Mickey Chambers, but he's in another classification group to me. Mm. They're, all, they're all good boys, to be fair. They're all, yeah, everyone's friendly and, you know, but um, Haley on the table, so yeah, that's good. Are you the joker in the group? I'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> um, you said you, you played in other countries. Um, what's it like? What's the, the kind of travel? What's the, the setup um, like in these other the tournaments in these other countries? Yeah, they're great. How they set it up and the tournament they put on a fantastic. You know, I've played in Gibraltar, uh, played in Malta, World Amateur, Paul Hunter Classic in 2017. That's my first big one. Uh, going over there with a couple of boys from Norwich, Barry Pinsier and whatnot. A fantastic experience. Mm. Brilliant. Just great to be part of. Do you think it'll expand out over and above those those kind of countries you're getting into? You're going to get out to some of the other tournaments around, across the world? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to play in, I'll play in anything, you know, whether it's a handicap tournament, program or, you know, anything like that. I just, I just enjoy playing. I just love playing. I love yeah. competing. Any tournament I can enter, I'll, I'll enter. 
that's what you want to do just get out and get yeah. get playing with everyone don't you so you come from norwich are you a norwich supporter no no okay <laughs> i saw no. the t-shirts up on the wall are they liverpool yeah they're liverpool yeah oh, okay my dad instilled that into me from an early age so um i'm stuck with them now for life ah uh, fair enough well yeah i'm on west ham oh. um, but the vast majority of the community managers on sports all seem to be liverpool Almost all of that. So our snooker community actually runs the um, Irish Anfield podcast. Yeah. Um, so he's he's our snooker guy um, over right. in Northern Ireland, and he he's massively into into Liverpool. Yeah, and then yeah. you've got all the rest of them now. Our Premier League guy is, is Liverpool through and through. Um, I think he's got a little bit of a love affair thing going on with uh, Cody Gakpo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's very keen. So how how do you think? They are so they feel like they're in a little bit of a, a dip. How do you think they're gonna move forward? As a Liverpool fan, Champions League is so important to us. Mm. They, they have been poor, but the midfield is just aging so much, and Tina has just walking through on midfield like that's not yeah. even there. But I think we'll hold it out. I still think we will get fourth, yeah. Um, if we don't, that's, that's a very poor season, yeah. The, that's seems to be the predominant. Uh, view yeah. is that the midfield is very weak. Yeah, um, you know, they're talking about Bellingham coming in, but it looks like he may be going to Real Madrid. Um, so then you're then looking at other people. Um, I, I I just can't see where we can afford some money out for Bellingham. If, hmm. if we're not buying a 20, 30, 40 million pound midfielder now, how on earth are we going to pay 100, 110 million for Bellingham yeah. in July? You're not going to Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, you probably yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah, you, you end up doing what Manchester United are doing and getting um, really old players on loan. Yeah, yeah, like we did in the hammer with Arthur and he played like 18 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought put me in there. <laughs> or me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything else you want to highlight that's going to happen this year? Um, just shout out to Matt Andrews, uh, sport psychologist, for helping me out through all the years. Yeah. Uh, Everyone who supported me, and um, if anyone's interested in joining the WD desk or get in contact with me or them directly and get involved, because change my life for the better. Brilliant stuff. Great to talk to you, Dave. Lovely. Thanks very right. much. Thanks for listening to the Sportizzle podcast brought to you by sportizzle.com, the free to register sports social community platform. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Also, check out our social media channels and the sportizzle.com platform for news of what your favourite communities are up to. Bye for now.